Welcome to Lounge, Lift, Learn. Real talk with Black therapists, where we're having conversations that uplift, inspire, and empower. I'm Lysandra. And I'm Shelby. Welcome to the lounge. Hey, Shelby. This is our last episode. (laughs) (laughs) This is our last episode this season. Just let me finish talking. You cut me off. This is our last episode this season? No, you cut me off. But it's fine. It's what you do. (sighs) Y'all, it's been a journey. With this crazy woman sitting across from me. She has so much energy. She needs to calm down sometimes. But we have big energy for this episode. We do. We have big energy. Um, Because today, we are just real talking on therapy. Real talk on therapy. That's the the title, y'all. That's it. That's it. We're going to give you some real talk. We have real talked about all kinds of things this season. And if you don't know what they are, go back and listen. We're not listing them. But today, we really wanted to just kind of um, talk about mental health. I mean, period, what that is and all the other things. Um, we want to talk about and highlight Black mental health and why that's really important. Assumptions and all the things. So just hang on to your seat. I know you're going to miss us while we take a little time off so that we can regroup. Um, and, and and then we'll talk about the things that um, we want you to do after you're done listening to this episode. But let's jump in. Let's jump let's in. Let's jump in. What the heck is mental health? I'm going to throw out some of my... Just, y'all, I don't even know the full definition, so forgive me, I didn't do my research. (laughs) But in my own mind, uh, (laughs) mental health is just how you're going about seeing and experiencing life, right? And, you know, obviously health means like you're you're either doing pretty well or you're struggling. It could be on both ends of the spectrum. And so if you're seeing life and you're feeling, you know, like it's not going the way you want it to go or you're feeling disappointed or you're feeling excited, like that is your general mental health. I don't know how to even better explain or add to that, Lysandra. Okay. I mean, and, and there are some common, you know, where, where it's talking about what the, the people say in these streets. I hear, what's the difference between mental health and mental illness? And and I was like, that's y'all. Like, when you go to school, you're learning psychology. <laughs> and so, um, which is a study of the mind. And so, um, <clears throat> depending on um, your personality, whether or not you've suffered traumas and when and where and how many and how long, that may delve into uh, mental illness. Um, but also mental health and well-being is exactly what Shelby says. How are you taking care of yourself? Um, how do you take care of your your physical self? Mm-hmm. So is your physical health okay? Is your mental health okay? Yep, they're very much intertwined. Very yep. much. You know how like you get a toothache and it knocks you to the floor and you can't function? No. Never, I've never had that. Oh, I feel well, so blessed. that you could say you've never had. Okay, don't do me. Go I've ahead. had a toothache. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 or what about a paper cut? Mm-hmm. I was like, so when you have a paper cut, it kind of like totally impacts how you move. And so, so is mental health, like all of the things. Um, so that's what it is. Um, and, and we separate out black mental health in, in, in a large part because for the longest time, black people weren't coming to therapy. Um, they thought or assumed that that's for crazy people, quote unquote, 
um, well, I must be crazy because I thoroughly love therapy. Um, mm-hmm. They also thought, um, like, either you're crazy or something has to be wrong to seek out a mental health therapist and nothing has to be wrong. You just want to. Absolutely. Or uh, there just wasn't access right. or education or we just weren't aware that this was even a full thing. That part. Right. Going to therapy. And so that's a piece. But black mental health does need to be distinguished from just mental health in general because we have something special, y'all. We have generational trauma trauma that does not impact white people in the same way or Mm -hmm. Latinos in the same way. They might have their own different generational traumas. Absolutely. But ours is very specific to either slavery or civil rights and all these issues in this country in particular. And so we're talking about it. The world doesn't treat us the same and it does impact your mental health. Right. And to not know or have had access to um, a resource that helps walk through healing with all of the trauma that we've experienced, it's like, hey, we need to um, make sure you know that this resource is here for you. It's been here for our um, white brothers and sisters. It's been here mm-hmm. for you. Um, it's been a resource that you're aware of. It has not been a resource that black people tapped into. Um, most of the time, I've said this before, but I will specifically say it today, affordability. Mm. Most insurance, if you have insurance, most insurance companies cover mental health, and they should because of the Affordable Care Act. Um, A lot of people were unhappy um, with the Affordable Care Act, but as a provider who have worked um, initially with um, predominantly low-income people, I was so happy because it meant that these people had access to resources that they very much needed and they could stop going up and down on the spirals from Mm -hmm. um, a major mental illness such as schizophrenia, depression, bipolar disorder. They need consistent treatment, period. On a very basic level, Mm -hmm. I've even had clients, black clients in particular, who had like Blue Cross Blue Shield PPO, Mm -hmm. some of the best insurance out here, and did not know that mental health was covered on their insurance. And so personal disclosure, y'all, I have insurance, and it's literally $20 a session for me to see my therapist. And I do see my therapist because I got to keep this brain working right for my clients and for myself, right? So $20 a session, that ain't nothing compared to what I'd be spending on uh, these fast food restaurants, my Pratillo's and my pizza and all that. All that. So invest in yourself if Absolutely. you have the ability to do so. And even if you, you're you not on insurance or you need to figure, there's resources out here where therapists offer sliding scales. Yes. There's even places that do it for $10 a session. So look into your area. Get connected with some um, different agencies who might be able to guide you. Right. And, and let me throw this out here. Um You are highly likely, if you do not have insurance, to get a very affordable rate if you're willing to see an intern. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. the interns are already receiving training. Um, Shelby was our intern at our agency. That's how I met her. I was so blessed. Um, Y'all, I was a bomb intern. I know it. Like, I, I could always do better, so let me humble myself. But, like, I was really good. And people... Got so much better just coming to therapy and working out their issues. I'm just going to plug myself. Plug yourself because I'm going to do it too. When I was an intern, I had two clients say to me, and I'm going to tell you, um, just interns are supervised by um, um, 
advanced licensed clinicians. They have to be supervisor trained and approved. Um, and I'm one of them. But at the end of the day, it's not this person that has no idea just practicing on you, even though they're practicing. Right. Just like when you go to the, to the doctor and they have a resident or like they they have knowledge. They have more knowledge than you have before you walk through the door. So stop looking at their age. Stop looking and going, oh, what could they possibly know? They know a lot. So two different clients said to me on my internship, while I felt like I didn't know what the heck I was doing Mm. um, at, at the time, two clients said to me, you're the best therapist I've ever had. And I've had several. That helped me. It helped boost my confidence because as an intern, there's a lot of judgment. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of judgment. So y'all stop judging the the, the interns. Um, there's a lot of judgment, and it's and it's a new like you're you're learning as you go. And I and what I say to interns is you know more than you think you know, mm-hmm. and they're being guided. So at this, I I just want to throw that out there. And so you can get sessions down to like five dollars. Yes, like they can. can be really affordable because an intern needs hours to graduate. I will also add these are links and websites you can look up to. These are like the the simple go tos anywhere in the country. You can go to psychologytoday.com. Mm-hmm. Most therapists have a profile up there. I don't. You don't, but you're not most therapists. You're a very special type. But my name is out there, but I didn't put it up. That's fine. But you can go to (laughs) psychologytoday.com to find a therapist in your area with your insurance. You can do the filters. Mm -hmm. If you need a therapist who specializes in something, that's a big website to do so. Mm -hmm. There's also one that I'm on that I love is therapyforblackgirls.com. Right? That's a good one. Even if you're Latino, looking at our little producer over here. Yes, girl, you too. Um, You can go on there and find you a black clinician Mm -hmm. who probably will get things a little bit differently than maybe a white clinician might, right? Mm -hmm. So that's another resource. You can look up your zip code and get into that. A lot of people don't know about those two sites. Well, I'm going to give you two more. Go ahead. Therapyforblackmen.org and healthgrades.com is another one where I search out any provider, but specifically. But therapy specific are, you know, those as well. Look into those. Um, so, yeah, so there is a lot of access and we think people just don't know and so they don't go. Um, Shelby and I both are in therapy, have seen therapy, mm-hmm. have been in therapy. I don't trust therapists that haven't been to therapy. Let me just throw that out there so that you know. And no, you don't need to walk in and say, have you been to therapy? I'm just saying to our therapists that listen, uh, you know, humble yourself. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, any good program worth its salt forces you into therapy. Um, my, my, I'm sorry. They don't say force. They don't even say it's mandate. It's mandated. They just strongly encourage it. Um, but I really... I agree. I think it helps you because I need to be aware of myself so that I don't put my issues off on my client. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Shelby, let us transition to what is this podcast and what is this podcast not? Girl, I don't know. You came to me with this podcast idea. So, <laughs> she's so <laughs> tried. Let, let me give it a stab. But, y'all, this podcast, this is us. Me and Alessandra, we are women 
who have lots of energy in life, as you can see and experience. <laughs> and we're sharing our thoughts on different topics. Mm-hmm. We happen to be two black therapists, mm-hmm. but we are not your therapists. And we've reiterated that in other episodes if you mm-hmm. want to go back and listen. But this is not therapy. Mm-mm. So we don't speak for all black people or black women or women or therapists or black therapists. Or, or Christians. We don't speak for everybody or Christians mm-hmm. or parents, mm-hmm. right? All the topics we went down, mm-hmm. we don't speak for everybody. We speak for ourselves. And hopefully you get something from it. Hopefully you're encouraged to dig deep and reflect or go seek treatment or not or whatever you want to do. But right. we're here to have a good time. All right. Right. I'm here for it because I feel like I have a lot to say. And um, you do, honey. You got I- lots. To I mean, because I got stories untold. Days, you hear me? I got untapped stories for days. I'm here, but anyway, um, so we really just wanted to have relevant conversation um, about whatever comes to mind or whatever we're seeing that's trending, whether it's on social media or trending in our offices or trending in our circles. Yep. Like at the end of the day, we want to talk about it. And because we're therapists, um, we think about things differently. That's right. So here's the here's the truth. Um, one of my professors um, that I love so much, he's retired. Um, um, I'll just say Michael because it's a super common name, but then Michael will know I'm talking about him. Girl, just um, tell us about your therapist. It, I, <laughs> or your I, super, I'm sorry, my, your professor. Thank you. We're talking about therapists. I got confused. Keep going. It's okay. He was really amazing. But something he said to us in our ethics class, he was like, when you leave this program, you won't think like most people. Mm-hmm. And we really don't. It's it for for any lack of a better comparison. The therapist brain is just like the matrix where you have the blue pill and the red pill, or whatever the color of the pills were, <laughs> and you take the pill and it's you see things so differently. So I don't think like most people. I don't talk like most people. Like, I'm not better than, it's not what I'm saying. It's that my mind looks at things from so many different angles that if you think you know how I'm going to respond, chances are you're really wrong. Right. Which makes this podcast so fulfilling, right? Hopefully fulfilling for y'all, but it's fulfilling for me too because we got lots to bring. We have lots Mm -hmm. of education. We have Mm -hmm. lots of experience. And there's just different ways you can connect with us and with our experiences based on how we see the world. So let me talk about how our our field a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm giving you some background information, things you don't know. So in our field, there are three, like, like if we call the field a tree, there are three branches on this tree. And so you have social workers on the tree, you have, um, um, professional counselors on the tree and you have, um, marriage and family therapists on the tree. And, realistically, each one of those branches looks at mental health and the brain and all the things, but from different angles. Like we we focus in in a different way. And so the marriage and family therapists are looking at things from the family out. The social worker is looking at things from the outside in into how it's impacting you. And then I was clinical psych. And so we had this nice little mix of all of it, um, which is good. Um, And so that means that there are some things that we are exposed way more to than others. Um, And so I very much love 
um, that I am doing this podcast with you, Shelby, as an LMFT, because I'm an LCPC, which is a licensed clinical professional counselor. Shelby, as a, um, a licensed marriage and family therapy, has a deeper depth. Her delve was di- deeper into marriage and family therapy. And, and my training delved, but it didn't delve in that capacity. And if when I talk to social workers, um, and I'm just specific in this moment to speaking of training, in school. They'll go, Ooh. now, most of our in-depth training, that's our education, happens in that internship mm-hmm. and in the field. And so once you start working in the field, now here we are, here we're mixing. And so now I'm working with MFTs and I'm working with um, um, LCSWs and now we're we're melding and we're learning. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, and And here's what you need to know. There are a bazillion different schools <laughs> and theories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't really matter which theory your theorist, your therapist ascribes to or what what theory informs them. At the end of the day, we all do the same thing. It's just more how we understand people and development and human behavior. You want to add to that? You guys are going to see that show up very differently, though, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to know the theory that they're coming with unless you have a background in that. Right. But there there are theories that say you're going to ask the question and you're going to sit back and you're just going to uh, repeat back what the client is saying to you. Mm -hmm. That's going to feel like you're just talking to yourself. And Mm -hmm. it can be extremely therapeutic and helpful for Mm -hmm. some. But for others, that's not going to be your style, Mm -hmm. right? There's other therapists who are extremely direct. I'm a fairly direct therapist. Me too. So I'm going to give it to you in the most gentle and sensitive way possible. Mm -hmm. And some people benefit and some people don't. So you really have to figure out, and Sandra, you could back me up on this, but the number one indicator of therapy being effective is the therapist-client connection. Yes. True. Does my therapist make me feel safe, heard, understood, all of that? Mm -hmm. And if they do and you can keep it real and bring that to the session, you're going to be just fine doing the work. Absolutely. So that's what you want to look for in your therapist. If one therapist don't work for you because the style isn't isn't right, Move on to the next therapist. Mm-hmm. I always say give therapists at least three good sessions unless there's something extremely unethical and wrong mm-hmm. happening there, right? Yeah. To figure out if it works for you. Absolutely. Um, and and again, it's about fit. Everybody doesn't like me. And I think I'm amazing. I really like me. But everybody, you don't fit with everybody. And mm-hmm. it's fine. I would tell you that I'm called to my clients. Like, I very much feel like the people that come to meet with me, God sent them to me. Yeah. Whether or not they're religious has nothing to do with them. It's like, this is a person that I was meant to help. This is a person that I was meant to assist. And it doesn't always fit. Um, and so... As far as therapist styles, as Shelby was saying, some are very structured. Like they're going to come in. They're going to have a plan. They're going to give you homework. You're going to have sheets. You're going to have... I'm not a structured therapist. I'm very process-oriented. That's a very different kind. So whatever you bring in, I'm going to work with that. And because at the top of it in my mind, which is like... um, a, a, a computer with many programs and then um, Chrome open with 9 million tabs. Like as you're talking, I have a treatment plan of what is going on, what we're working on goals. And so no matter which topic you bring in, the issues are still going to come up. A very structured yep. therapist isn't going to 
function like that. And and so that, there's just just all that. And, and and let me just say this, Shelby. I'm just going to call it. I already know where you're going. Your face Because <laughs> my face is like, mm. some therapists are just reckless. Reckless. Uh, reckless. So... So, so some therapists are reckless. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I listen. We okay. stuttering because it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's it's it ticks me off when I hear my clients come in and tell me about a therapist who's a bad therapist. Yeah. Because they're out here. Right. And not all of us are like this, but they give us a bad look. And yeah. I'm like, please continue to go to therapy because somebody else is going to show you how it, it could and should be. Absolutely. But in that same vein, how many of you in listening land have seen a bad doctor, mm-hmm. a bad nurse, a bad customer service professional, a bad lawyer, yeah. a really good lawyer, a really good customer service professional, a really good... Fill in the blank. So you're going... You may... Get a bad one. That doesn't mean therapy is bad. It doesn't mean therapists are bad. It means you probably got one that wasn't a good fit for you. Um, because in all of my years of treatment, and I'm I'm over a decade, um, I've only I only have one on my do not refer list. Now I have, I have an agency. I have questionable ones on my That's true too. Do, I'm like, eh. Maybe, but it has to be the perfect client in my mind. But outside of that, yeah. No. Now I got agencies that I go, mm. sure. You know what I'm saying? Like overall, because because just like anything else, like I have, I'm not gonna say that. I have, I'm not gonna mention the carriers. So like we get things shipped to us. I don't mm-hmm. want to promote anybody or down anybody. Like I have some shipping carriers that I prefer over others because I consistently have a very negative experience mm-hmm. with one carrier over others. So that's what I mean when I say some agencies. So some people are are have the credentials because they went to school, they passed all the tests. Some people are really good test takers and they're really smart and educated. Yep. But I will, I say this all the time and I think Shelby said it in this uh, one of the podcasts. Um, psychology is a science, but therapy is an art. And so you can learn the discipline of psychology, but not know the art of therapy Oof. and know how to help a person move from here to there because relationship is extremely important. You're speaking volumes. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many smart adults <clears throat> are in this field and can't connect socially with yeah. a client. Yeah. I feel like I'm super personable. Yeah. And when I see people be like, awkward or they just I'm just like what are you doing my brother like what Mm -hmm. are you doing Mm -hmm. so make sure that you connect with your therapist that's all we trying to say here yeah make sure it connects it's a good fit and you'll be all right yeah and so yeah therapy is not bullet pointed like it's gonna feel okay so Shelby and I have been talking um um all all season long and when you come into our offices our clients would tell you it feels like a conversation. Yep. It's not a bullet point like, okay, did you do, did you do? It's a conversation. The skill of the therapist um, is that you feel like, like I am extremely intentional about my environment that I set. Mm-hmm. I set a girlfriend environment because I want to relax the walls, relax the barriers, set an atmosphere of trust yep. and safety um, where you want to come in and 
and unburden yourself because that's what I want you to do. And so there's an intentionality. And so it feels like a conversation, except for I have a lot of training. And yeah. so in that conversation, what's different is I'm not your mama, your best friend, your auntie, your cousin. I am picking up on things you're saying. I'm needling at things. I'm poking at things. I'm digging at things. I'm delving at things um, to help you understand yourself and and how you got to be this person and is this who you want to stay and blah 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 and what things you'd have to do to be a different mm-hmm. person blah 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 and so it goes back to it's a dance and and therapy is it's work it is it's work it goes right when you were saying that's not bullet pointed uh don't come to therapy thinking your therapist is there to fix you. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen and I've heard that. And it's like, no, what did you do outside of session to work towards this piece? Mm-hmm. Right. Not that it has to be an exact homework assignment sometimes, but are you actively thinking about the things we've talked about in session? Mm-hmm. 90 look, y'all, y'all are in our offices for one hour a week, sometimes mm-hmm. one hour a month mm-hmm. for people who aren't consistent or don't need it as much or whatever. Mm-hmm. Y'all are outside of our therapy office like 98% of the time. So how are we going to make all the changes and efforts in that one hour? It's not possible. So let's be more realistic with that. Yeah, you got to do your work. And I'm not going to work harder than you. Nope. So don't come in there and look at me and say, well, what are we talking about? I don't know. What are we talking about (laughs) today? Like, you're coming. So you got to know, like, why you're going. Like, what do you want? Right? Can I add to that real quick? Because you said... Don't come in like, what are we talking about? I do have clients sometimes who will come in like, oh, my God, like things have been so good this well, week. Well, yeah. And if they uh, say that, I don't want y'all to think, and Lissandra didn't mean it this way, but I don't want y'all to think that we're not going to help guide. Right. It's our job to help guide you. Um, yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to always have something in the top of my head, just Truth. like she talked about with the training and the treatment plan to get us going in mm-hmm. a direction. But show up, y'all. Y'all need to show up in the room. And I think that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Show up for yourself. It's It's... It's you have to have a reason that you came. It doesn't mean you need to know how to get yourself from point A to point no. B, but why are you coming? Like when I go to Walmart, why did I go there in the first place? This is such a perfect transition. Can I transition you? I guess. Because why should somebody seek therapy? Lissandra, I think there's a lot of stigma, particularly in the black community, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I've got to be either suicidal or really struggling, or Jesus isn't working for me, or something is just terribly wrong, mm-hmm. and that's a myth. So why? Do, why can, when can you go to therapy? When should you request it? Whenever you want to. Whenever I want to? Whenever you want to. You can go to therapy for any and every reason. Um, one is all of the reasons we addressed all season long in our podcast. She like continue to drop. So y'all better go listen. Don't make her angry. <laughs> um, so, but you can go for any reason. Daily life struggles, parenting struggles, marital struggles, life transitions, life adjustments, grief and loss. And whether that's grief because somebody died or you lost a job or, or anything, like anything that is significant. And I stop with the period right there to say, hmm. I don't get to identify what is significant to you. Right. So anything that is significant to you is significant. I don't get to minimize and go, well, that's not a big deal. Because that's, first of all, it's not therapeutic and it's unkind. Um, so I say that because any reason at all, you can come in and talk about how much your husband or wife gets on your nerve. Mm-hmm. I have clients that come in just to talk about 
good gosh, my mama get on my nerve as, as an, as an adult with children and caring for parents. Like sometimes it's just life. Yep. And so you can come in for life. Absolutely. Cause life is full of stress and mm-hmm. transitions mm-hmm. and we can manage that together. We can figure that out together. Right. And so, yeah, I've had clients come in. Mama passed away 20 years ago and I, I don't, haven't gotten through that. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm struggling. Clients come in because a, a dog has passed away, Absolutely. a puppy passed away, and that's hard. Absolutely. Or I got into a car accident, and now I'm afraid to get back in my car. Yeah. 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 Or there's yeah. active shooters here in the world, yeah. and I don't know how to go to the grocery store without freaking out. Yeah. Right? So, so you lead in to other reasons to come in is if you're struggling with a mental illness, such as mm. depression or anxiety or PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder and, and such. So if you have an illness, um, a lot of them are very helped. Not all. A lot of them are very helped by talk therapy, yep. um, depending on the severity of what your mental illness may be. You may not may also need medication. Um, let me just tap this real fast. I knew fast. you were going to touch. I, was I like, need to tap it. I was going to just run past it, nope. but I kind of need to go there. Give it justice. Because first of all, therapists, y'all confuse this all day. So let me, let me, let me do this. Shelby, help me to stay on track. Therapists are master's level clinicians. Um, psychologists are doctorate level clinicians. They like, like you start playing with titles, but I just mean on a on a on a degree level. And psychiatrist is a medical doctor that went to medical school. They didn't go to psychology school. Like it's just different. Um, so we don't prescribe meds. When you come to my office, I I'm not giving you a tablet, like a like, okay, take this Lexapro and call me in the morning. Um, so your psychiatrist, which is a medical doctor, or your family find primary care physician or your family physician can prescribe meds for you. Um, and if it's like a, a mild bout of depression or anxiety, I would say, yeah, sure, go see your um, primary care doctor. If it is a long-term, long-standing, difficult to treat something, you need a psychiatrist. Um, and so when you come in to see us and we're assessing if we think you need meds, please listen. Um mm-hmm. We're not drug dealers. We're not drug pushers. But some things you can't get over um, and, and you suffer because you won't take meds. And so the pushback, if they tell you that your child is struggling with um, ADHD and you see it and you're struggling with it at home and you're struggling with it when you go to the mm, store and you're struggling with it when you go one. to church and you're struggling and your kid is not focusing in school and that little pill will help them, then please help your kid. Or your kid is so depressed. Yep that they can't focus and you think, and, and so a lot of times with depression, when it's kids, it's irritability and not sadness, right. just throwing that out there. But, or it's you, like you're just listless and you can't function and you can't um, engage in any of the things that the therapist is attempting to get you to engage in, then we're going to recommend med evaluation and treatment because you need that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and don't push back because when your doctor says you have diabetes, take insulin, you just take insulin. Love and and we talked about the bi- the mind and the body being very intricately connected. They are very mm-hmm. woven together. And so you have to take care of your body. And the medical pill prescribed by a medical doctor 
will help if it's necessary. I just want to add a piece here mm-hmm. that therapists can have a doctorate in the field, right? Yeah. So, but what Lissandra was trying to get to is there's a psychotherapist. They, we do the talk stuff and the psychiatrist is a medical doctor. Like that's, I just remember you saying like we're master levels, but there's PhD levels. There are PhD levels, but they get to use the topic, the, 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 the title that the master's level, a master's level clinician can never call themselves yeah, a doctors. psychologist. That's all I'm saying. You cannot. Correct. It's a, Correct. It's, not yeah. a psychologist, but we are. They can be therapists. A, a but, therapist is a, is a gener- is very generic mm-hmm. as a term. Yeah. Okay. So here's the other piece that people probably don't understand about us recommending uh, medication use. Do y'all y'all don't realize how depression and anxiety can begin to shape and change the actual chemistry in your body? Absolutely. Right. Like. Things don't release. Serotonin doesn't release the same. Our, our happy um, chemicals don't release the same. And so over time, your body's not doing what it needs to do to help you, no matter how hard you try, mm-hmm. be happy or function. And that's why we recommend medication. It's not because we want the big pharma or the man to be controlling anything. I hear that far too much in the mm-hmm. black community. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, give it a shot. Y'all know that y'all always can get off of the medication if you do so safely. Let me put that under up. your doctor's care. Absolutely. But give it a shot. Give it a try and see what it does for you. You might be really surprised. And a shot is not, I tried this for a week oh, and it gosh. didn't work. Thank you for bringing that up because a lot of these uh, medications take about four to six weeks to really kick in to show some type of results. Right. So again, we can't give full on expert uh expertise on this because this is not our field to cover but we can say like medication is needed in a good amount of cases Mm -hmm. and I can also say that um medication our bodies our body chemistry is very different and so your doctor can start here's why you don't just quit meds because if 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 your therapist counselor etc recommends meds when your doctor puts you on a medicine say they give you Zoloft um, that may not work best for nope. your system, but it takes th- three to four weeks for it to even get in your system well mm-hmm. enough to see a difference. So your first thing generally that your 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 prescribing um, person will do, and I say person and not physician because you can also have a psychiatric right. nurse practitioner, um, is that they may up the dose before they change the meds. So so for some people, it's the first one and yay. And for others, they have to find the med that works best with your system. So you can, and then, and then let me just throw this on in here because we're on this train. Once you feel great on this med three months later, (laughs) do not say, I think I'm ready to come off my meds. Six months later, I think I'm ready to come off my meds. Like, Give yourself time to normalize. And and let me jump in. Let me just transition because it's a nice transition right here. A lot of times what I see in my office is people don't really count up the cost of what they're going through in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so they come in and they don't understand why they're anxious or why they're depressed. And I say, well, talk to me about what's going on. Well, my mother died, then my cousin died, then my dog died, and then I lost my job, and then I got a new job, and then I moved, and I left my kids, and then my kids went off to college, and then my husband had an affair, and then we divorced, but then I got remarried, and it was so great. And then for Christmas, we bought a boat, and then my husband lost his job. And it's just kind of like, you know how many stressors just happened? And so we are so used to, 
especially as black people, pushing forward. Well, just got to suck it up. Mm -hmm. I just got to get over it. It is what it is that we don't even stop to count up the cost. And so we don't have an, an idea of how deeply we've been impacted. And so our body is saying, hey, hey. I'm having trouble. Hey, I'm in trouble right now. Um, So now, if none of that is you, if none of those things are you, but you're just the person that says, I'm surrounded by people getting on my nerves, then guess what therapy is for you? You can come in and say, my sister is suffering from depression. I don't know what to do with it. She's getting on my nerves. My um, somebody is a gambling addict, and I don't know what to do with them, and they getting on my nerves. You can benefit from that support as well because your loved one, is going through. I agree. I I will say some of the things that come up that people probably don't realize is a thing. They don't even realize they're depressed or anxious. I think mm-hmm. you were trying to get at some of that mm-hmm. with the stressors and not realizing it. But labels are important, people. And when you come into therapy and you're saying things to me like I'm feeling really irritable or I have rage or I don't want to eat as much, I'm feeling sleepy or whatever, and they're, oh, I can't stop thinking about this thing. And I say, sounds like you're struggling with some anxiety or mm-hmm. depression. And they're like, what? Why? I didn't know that. What? That's what it is? I'm like, yes, girl, yeah. you never heard of this. And then okay. we talk about it. Yes. Uh, but labels are important in terms of really capturing what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And then people can continue to move because now we know what it is. Right. And it's good when we can identify what it is. We know how to treat it, right? Yeah. Like we aren't surprised. Y'all be surprised. But now let me, let me, let me move forward. We, we, Okay, all right. Um, We are encouraging you to come to therapy. (laughs) We're encouraging you to do your work. We're telling you that it's your work, and it's work. It's not come take the breeze. It's actually work to work on yourself. Mirror work, looking at how I can be different, better, et cetera, is work. And it's easier to just focus on Shelby and point out all the things that I think Shelby should do better Mm -hmm. than it is to look at myself. That's a lot of reflective work. So, with that being said, that was my lead in because I'm about to, you know. She was being nice. I'm trying, I'm yeah, trying, I'm trying to trying. lead in. Um, with that being said, um, please don't think that we are doing all these therapy commercials because we're not busy. I have a waiting list that I've had mm-hmm. for years. Like, we're busy. I'm booked. I'm booked. I'm, I'm booked. Yeah. And so every therapist I know is waitlisted right now. And so why do I tell you that? I'm telling you, um, I'm, and I've said it before, this isn't a money field. We don't, we don't make tons of money off you. Like we're not making money, Lord, you know, you can do a thing off this podcast. We are donating our time and our resources to say, hey, we want to help if we can help because we are gifted for that. Um, and we're skilled to do that. So all that to say, please don't disrespect the time the talent, the resources of your scheduled appointment. No shows and late cancels and you coming in and you're not doing your work and you looking at me and I'm going to look at you. Therapists are really good (laughs) with with, with silence. We are. So we're going to look at you when I say, so what do you want to work on today? Like what's bringing you in? I don't know. So what have you done over the last week? What did you take from last session? I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Like there really are people that need help and know that they want to work on it, and they're in. They're committed. They're committed, mm-hmm. and they're in in a stressful situation, and you are holding up somebody's spot. So be ready. I'm saying that on purpose. Lysandra just wants y'all to be respectful, respectful of the resources, because mm-hmm. it, it does take a lot of energy from you, from mm-hmm. us, and 
yeah, we're all waitlisted, so I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Can I just add one other misconception real quick sure. about therapy? Mm-hmm. You're not always going to feel good. Oh, absolutely. We say that it's work, good. but sometimes I have to let people know at the beginning of the session, this is going to be a hard session. Because we're talking about the trauma. We're talking about ways that you need to shift and change after all these years yeah. of you doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Is You're going to leave emotional sometimes. You might be you might be mad at me mm-hmm. some sessions. It'll Things okay. are going to happen. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with you being upset because I know that the long-term goal is for you to get to this healing journey. And it's necessary to dive into these deep, difficult emotions that are uncomfortable. And let me add to what Shelby is saying. Sometimes, and and again, we speak the truth in love. Like I Mm -hmm. am trying my very best to deliver to you truth because that's what you're paying for. Your family, your friends, I'm not saying they're lying to you, but some will lie to you Mm -hmm. and let you think that this mess that you're doing is okay and your therapist is going to call it out. Like, so you're just comfortable having multiple affairs on your wife? Like you, you just... So why do you think you've had multiple? We ask the tough questions. We ask the question. So why you keep doing that? So what's up with that? So what's going on? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you don't understand why she's mad at you? You mad at her for being mad at you for cheating on her or him? You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to dance around it and we not dancing. Like, not in that capacity. And so there is, it's difficult because like Shelby says, you're dealing and delving in the things that, that have been swept under the rug, that have settled to the bottom of the murky pond. And we're like, hey, let's clean this pond up. Therapy is meant to be safe, uh, safe mm-hmm. but if your therapy feels very comfortable to you, you're not doing your work. Because my, I'm just going to say, my clients, that some of y'all be listening, hey, clients, um, be like, I can't stand some she got on my nerve, but they love me, but they say, mm-hmm. oh, I hate you, you were in my head. And that is what I want to do. I want to be in your head, not telling you what to do, because that's misconception number 9,000. We don't tell people what to do. Nope. We just are in your head saying, hey, have you thought about that? How are you serving yourself? How are you loving yourself? Is that the decision you want to make? Um, and so... Um, respect the time, respect your own time, respect your money, because therapy not free. Nope. Respect your time, because therapy not free. I'm not doing free therapy. I'm doing reduced rate therapy, but I'm not doing free therapy, because you got to have a buy-in. We hope that y'all got some good information from this whole real talk on therapy session. Mm-hmm. I, therapy session, therapy episode. Look <laughs> at me. I felt like we were in therapy right now. I love it. But I hope y'all have loved every one of the episodes this season. Mm-hmm. It has been such a pleasure getting feedback and doing this with Lysandra. Yes. I've truly enjoyed myself, and I hope it's been a blessing to everyone. Absolutely. So we appreciate the feedback we get text messages, calls. We get feedback from this each episode. And so what? here's what I want you to do. Here's the ask. Because as you know, this is the wrap-up to season one episode. And we didn't think there was a better way to end it but on Real Talk about therapy. Um, So here's the ask. We want you to go to our Facebook page and, and leave us a message. You can pick one of the posts that's there and say, hey, I have loved or hated. I'm open. Your mm-hmm. podcast, or you know, you talked about this. We want to know what do you want us to delve into in season two. So we want to take a little bit of a break, regroup, mm-hmm. and we want to come back with the things that you want to hear. That would be great. We want and. Can y'all, like, share this with your friends and your family? Leave a little comments about what you got from it because this information is critical. If if you felt like, oh, that episode was nice, your cousin really needed that episode. 
I know my cousins do. Mm-hmm. And so put it out there. Help yeah. us to spread the word because, again, we're not doing this to get paid yet. Uh, <laughs> but we are we are doing this because we realize these topics are so important yeah. to the community. We want to heal up. We want to heal up the community, too. Absolutely. And so with that. We want to say thank you. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our producers. They are amazing. They're fantastic because Lysandra is terrible with timing. She's just terrible. Tried it. <laughs> we want to thank our spouses who um, support us in our endeavor. We thank our family and friends because we know y'all have our back and are listening to the podcast. Yes. We love you, family and friends. And to our clients that are listening because we know you're out there because you tell us. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. And until season Season two, remember, go to the page and let us know. What do you want us to talk about? Show up, y'all. That is how we want to end this. Show up in your lives and in our podcast stuff, please. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. That's what you get. Blooper this, please.